Hey, what is up, Star Minds Nation? We are back again with another great, crazy, cool episode. Stay tuned. You guys are going to love this one. This man, Ethan A. Poetic, has one of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard of. So, hope you enjoy. Uh, quick backstory. So, I met Ethan, I believe, on Instagram. And he looked at my story for something, and I just DM'd him saying, like, uh, you know, you have cool work. It would be nice to, you know, see if we could do something together. And have you on the podcast so that's how i got ethan on the podcast and then the second thing is uh ethan had a horrible car accident when you know this was 15 years ago and he was on his deathbed with literally two percent chance of living or something like that and now he's bounced back he's an inspirational speaker he um you know got his life back together and uh he's got an autobiography that is really great out now so you could definitely check that out at ethanspeaks.com um you're gonna love this episode cheers I guess, you know, Ethan, just as you were mentioning, you were in a car accident and, you know, some, you had said that you had to have surgery on your larynx and if you could just, I guess, I guess just uh, explain, you know, your, um, you know, everything from there and that kind of what you recall. Well, the surgery wasn't done on my larynx. The surgery was done to my stomach to get a feeding mm-hmm. tube. And from a feeding tube, I couldn't eat or drink for several months. And then from there, it just became a journey of learning how to cope with this new adversity. And what that new Mm -hmm. adversity included being disciplined and, of course, not eating. Uh, I'll just bypass some things and simply say, it's a journey that you wouldn't believe I went through until you see it for yourself on a front front row level. But eventually, you know, after, after I finally was able to eat again, it became a journey of now can I gain weight? Can I regain my athletic ability? And then along the way, it became, you know, this, this, this new situation of how to adjust back to society again. Cause I miss out on so much things that happened during that time period. And the only time I ever actually came outside was just for appointments or if I'm with somebody. How, how did you, I guess, mentally, uh, you had no choice, but when you kind of have that thing where you don't want to leave the house, like how did you push through that? Or I guess just internally. It's a humbling experience like no other. Uh-huh. You know, can you imagine from a parent perspective, like there's nothing they can do to help their child besides watch things play off? Can you imagine for a grandmother that don't know nothing until finally when it does happen, she's in a shock? But it's a, it takes a lot of courage to just follow the doctor's orders. <laughs> because if I didn't, and you know, I would ate something, it could have been worse with pneumonia. Oh shit! Yeah, man. That's and through that journey, it required discipline to do do what do what I'm being told and follow the directions because there was uncertainty if I'll ever eat again. Really? Yes. So if that were the case, you might be all over then, huh? Yeah, I could have been on a feeding tube for much longer if I didn't get those huh. second opinions with the. 
ear, nose, and throat doctor that I saw once or twice a month. Wow. Yeah, yeah but eventually I passed the feeding test and started off with small, soft foods and then eventually harder foods. And eventually I started gaining weight. And then one day when it's time to get the feeding tube pulled out of me, uh, the guy said he was going to pull on three instead he pulled on two. So, you know, pretty much I was curled up for a while. Uh-oh. And then finally, you know, yeah, healing process started happening. And then eventually, you know, I started uh, getting my life back together. I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. 100% victim, the victor. Uh, victor, your life starts to get back together. Um, and that's, that's kind of the miracle part that you, you know, you had been talking to a living, walking miracle. Um, just, I guess, tell me, like, how did you feel like when everything you were able to get over the whole thing or just get back to like your health? Because yeah, it's, uh, it's, I can only imagine, you know, what, what you must have gone through for that. Well, uh, some of the information I talk about in the book, uh, my book is titled, the inspirational story of Ethan A. Poetic. I'm going to have more information on my website called ethanspeaks.com later this month. And, you know, it's like, and I'll be frank with this, it's like this quote, show me your, show me the company you keep and I'll show you your future. And I went through a journey of finding out who was really there and who was delaying my progress. And you know, when I talk about it in the book, you'd be surprised who was actually, you know, not actually there after, you know, I make the recovery, I get back on my feet, and then all this adversity happens all over again. But but I also realized that was the foundation I was standing on with certain people prior to the car accident. Mm-hmm. I thought the car accident would change certain people's and rebuild relationships back over build these bridges because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow right. or, or the next moment. Uh, but eventually once I got through those journeys and it was, it was, it was a remarkable journey of certain people. I learned that there were certain people I had to distance myself from. Yeah. And I'm saying that because either someone's in your life for a season or a reason. Uh huh. Yeah. And if someone's bringing you down, not only affecting you as a person, they're also messing with your mental health and wasting mm-hmm. your time. Wow. So, yeah, yeah I hear but, you with that. But, yeah. But eventually, you know, once I start, you know, maneuvering through that journey, I eventually start working for the school of Lancaster. And then everything starts blossoming from there. Eventually, I get my. Let's see, what did I get? Got my license. Uh, here's a journey of, you know, learning from failure. It took me three different times to get my license. Driver license? or Yeah, but I had to deal with three different cars. Okay. So that was the journey. And on the third charm, there was a charm, and it was uh, very remarkable. And then eventually, me and certain okay. people got a, an apartment together. Yeah. And from there, I ended up getting enrolled in a community college. And it was just a journey of being back in the classroom, 
but it was much different. Um, the difference between high school and college is this. In high school, you know, sometimes the teacher will read the book to you. In college, yeah. it's more lectures, and you got to read the book on your own time. Yeah. Or you yeah. got to be with tutors after class. And doing, no one's going to be on your, get on your back about the work all the time, like in high school. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. In, in college, you're an adult. You know what you signed up for. You have a syllabus, which is a contract, saying you're going to do what you can to pass this class, do what you can to do, finish the work. Right. And the colleges will provide resources. And they can give, uh, you know, special uh, accommodations if you had like an IEP plan or a special uh, diagnosis from a doctor or a psych person. Yeah. That way you get, you know, extra time with a tutor on a private level, extra time on quizzes and exams or math problems. Sure. I, I guess, Ethan, like what you thought of, like, you, you thought like, your last day was here already, and you thought like you would have make it through a bunch of times. Um, if I'm not mistaken, like how did like how did you find the fortitude to just not give up? A lot of things. Um, I was already strong-willed prior to this car accident. Right. Uh, I was on a lot of people's prayers, prayer lists, and I was reading the Bible and yeah. It, it was just a journey of, you know, seeing people visit me in the hospital mm -hmm. as they sit inside the visiting room. Then I remember the journey of being in rehab where people just show up out of nowhere unannounced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, people being on their best behavior then. Then when I'm on a feeding tube at home, it's just people calling me, messaging me. Or taking me somewhere to get out, get outside the house, or maybe go to an appointment. It felt good to have that support, but eventually, you know, things turn around once I start eating again, and you know, people had to go back with their lives. And along that journey, I learned that you cannot take your life for granted. Right. You have to find finally realize your life has a purpose. Uh huh. Regardless of whether you were born in a marriage, born out of wedlock, given up for adoption, given up in foster care, or abandoned. Because eventually we all have a choice to move forward or go backwards. And you also have to realize the people that you surround yourself with is the people you might most likely either become or influenced by. Or you can go against mm -hmm. the grain and find a new crowd of people that are for you, not against you. Wow, so just curious, how long ago was the accident? And uh, was it like 15 years ago? 11. 11, okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's been a decade of recovery and just getting things back together. I mean, it's a beautiful story, Ethan, I'm not, not joking. It's uh, something that, you know, I've, I've definitely been in the hospital room for someone else. And, um, yeah, it's absolutely darkest, darkest place you could, you could imagine. Um, uh, I guess, you know, just getting into that, like, what, 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 where are you trying to take your career? Like, what trajectory or what trajectory do you want it to go just since? Well, I have, a business. I yeah. have a business where I'm a keynote speaker, mm -hmm. entrepreneur, life coach, and I got poetry workshops. So you write poetry or 
Yeah, I do. I rode it before the car accident. The difference was just when the car accident happened, I suffered a concussion and everything okay. had to restart in my mind all over again. And the efficiency just wasn't there that I had before. But once I made that recovery and start, you know, starting all over again, I'm talking about ground zero level. Yeah. And as I start getting better, everything just came back to me, but I became a better person out of it. Yeah. Um, but eventually, uh, I remember like it was yesterday, two years ago, I'm at Middlesbrough University. I finally passed my two classes. It was a spring semester of college. And everything had to be done on Zoom. And eventually the campus, you know, was shut down. Actually, all the campuses in college in America and abroad and overseas were shut down. Uh-huh. And I believe the Zoom and all those other apps that have video chats, their stock went up tremendously in value. Yeah, that's true. Because even through the most disastrous thing, someone's profiting off of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. well, eventually what happened was it was his family, you know, that wanted to catch up with me for lunch. We met in their backyard, kept our social distancing. And what happened along the way was this. One person encouraged me, Ethan, you should write an autobiography. I was right. like, you sure about that? I don't want to put myself out there. And the next thing, another person says it. And another person says, I'm like, where y'all, where y'all going with this? Ethan, it's time for you to start working on your autobiography. And, you know, me personally, I just wasn't ready to be open about everything and eventually uh how i say this politely they want to take no for an answer (laughs) yeah 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 and then i start writing drafts on paper and eventually typed it on a word document google docs and i was doing that off and on and then finally last spring i'm like you know what i'm done writing i'm ready to move on to the next phase so basically i was able to Finally figure out a title, find the right editor, find the right book cover designer, which is giving me a sweet deal to do my book through soft paperback and a hardcover with a jacket sleeve. How far how far along are you with the book? Is it coming out right now? Or? Uh, not now. I plan on releasing it, self, actually self-publishing it. Wow. I'm going to need one. <laughs> yeah, because... Let's see. I'll I'll start with first. I plan on self publishing on I think it's Tuesday, yeah. August thirtieth. I believe. Let me check. So exactly thirty days from now, then or twenty nine, thirty. Uh, yeah, August thirtieth wow. on a Tuesday, and then I'm gonna have my book first book signing day in Coatesville, Saturday, September third, two thousand twenty two. So it's it's kind of already written. And it's, it's written. It's just a matter of. Uh, Right now, I'm in the phase of getting more forwards because traditionally, you know, mm-hmm. a book has maybe one or two. Forwards, yeah. Multiple forwards done. Wow. And then, yeah, I'm waiting for those to come in. Hopefully, they come in this week. And then I already got my back cover reviews already, no, book cover reviews uh, done by three different men. Okay. And then after that, it's just receiving feedback from my mentor later today on the manuscripts after our, it's been edited several times over first it started with me and two people and then eventually i hired a professional person who's also an educator her name right. is summerall and she graduated last spring with two college degrees yeah and then from there it's just a matter of 
you know, doing the audio version of my book and then doing the ebook version of the book because the ebook is very popular nowadays where people right. can download a certain certain amount before they get fully invested. Uh-huh. The audio book, audio book is uh, helpful for those who are blind or have. Oh, dude, <laughs> you're thinking about everybody here. That's awesome. Well, I had to capitalize on this because this is big and I just wanted to go all in on it. Mm-hmm. And I also had like a webinar with Chandler Bolts. Okay. Yeah. Self-publish. He's, he's one of the best self-publishers. Oh, I read that book that he wrote. Uh, yeah. How to write a book, I think. Yeah. And then I also did this to start your own self-publishing business guideline. This was my guide oh. for pretty much uh, doing everything I can, reading and reading, page to page, front to back. Hard working, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I realized, you know, book business is business. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that a lot of publishing companies are not going to give someone like a first-time author the best deals. Mm-hmm. Now, if I was a celebrity, then they would offer an advance because they know they're going to make the money back several times over just by that person. But in my situation, um, self-publishing is the best thing going for me because I can have a better profit margin. I can deal with more of my potential readers on a more personal level. Yeah. And then, of course, I get the uh, how I say this for like the best way I could just say this if I were to one with a publisher, they would have making money off of me several times over. Uh-huh. By me self publishing it through Amazon and Ingram Sparks and potentially Bars and Nobles. Right. I get to have four different types of versions of my book instead of one. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and thanks to having technology, I just look forward to just uh, putting in the work with uh, the audio version of my book and eventually hear some feedback from certain people who are going to tell me, you know, how yeah. does this word sound? Do I need to reset, say this? And mm-hmm. eventually, you know, for me, it's going to be a journey of going back in time with my book because, like, the book, you know, the, the, the mean potatoes is the crash and the recovery. Eventually, I had to make circles and make layers to it. Going, having a backstory, going back to Highlands and Coatesville, and other things that took place. How long have you been writing the book for? Two years. Nice. Yeah, I'm writing a book too, so we're we're uh, we're in the same boat. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I just look forward to seeing how you know everything's gonna happen. What type of response I'm gonna get from people? Um, yeah, I look forward to doing the marketing, the promoting, and doing a special video about it, and then eventually doing my press release. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No. This congratulations to you, man. I think uh, it's well deserved, obviously, and and uh, I think the best is still on the way. And uh, even though that you were able to hit these milestones, it's only just a reminder that. You know, life's a marathon, not a, not a sprint. So uh, we're coming towards the end of the podcast here, man. I cannot really put in the words how kind of touched I am by your story and just who you are right now. Uh, full, full, like, you know, full, full uh, victim to victor, as you say. So we're kind of towards the last segment of the show here. But I do want to pose a couple last questions here. Uh, the first being, you know, um, 
If you were to give advice to Ethan, the 20 year old self, what would you tell Ethan knowing what you know and, you know, have been through? <laughs> well, if you go back to my actual me being in my 20, let's see. Uh, honestly, continue to be patient, continue to grow. And continue to understand that, you know, you can exceed people's expectations. Like, for example, I wasn't expected to go to college in high school or middle school because I was in learning support classes. But, you know, life has a way of, uh, how I say this, when you be around the right people that are more encouraging to do something that's greater than what you're doing in the present, mm -hmm. now you're going somewhere in life. And, you know, one guy I will mention is Jordan Steffi. He influenced me to further my education. His program mm -hmm. is called Atalo Prep. Yeah. His website is called atalloprep.org. It helped me a lot. It gave me a lot of guidance towards doing something beyond my present at that time period. You know, they were really supportive during that whole car accident journey, mm -hmm. rehab, and everything else. Uh, the other advice I'll say is, you know, not everyone's for you that says they're going to do things for you. The people who are going to say they're going to do things for you are going to, you know, let their actions speak the most. Because it's not what you say, it's what you're going to prove in your actions yeah. on a consistent basis. Uh, the other advice I'll say is, you know, let's see. Love yourself. Or well, I'm thinking more from a relationship advice is that. All because uh, somebody I grew up with you doesn't mean they come with you. And I'm saying that because in journey, you know, when you reach a certain status or certain chapters of your life, there's certain people you do leave behind because you outgrow them. But if they really want to catch up to you, catch up to you. But if so you deep, man. Them, That's so deep. Yeah, but if yeah. you keep helping them on their level, you're going down with them instead of them leveling up with you. That's that's so deep, Ethan. Yeah. yeah, but I just want to tell everyone, you know, regardless, you know, how many degrees a person has, how many achievements a person has, how good they are in sports, music, or anything they do, everyone has the same 24 hours where you live yeah. on the East Coast, West Coast, overseas, or in a third world country, you can still make the most of your life. There's opportunities for education visas, work visas, and everything else above. Man, that's that's truly, truly, you know. I mean, it's it's hard to understand when you're in the moment, but when you have somebody who kind of is weighing you down, but you're trying to go up and, you know, maybe needing to cut the cord a little bit or distance yourself just so you can, you know, take care of yourself or get get to where you want to be because it's uh, time is, you know, definitely crucial and uh, the most important thing you can use. So, I mean, that's that's really wisdom above my my uh, time so thanks man the, la the last question ethan i have for you is uh if you were to uh put into words your startup mindset how would you just articulate it i'll say it's important to know your family history okay because uh, my history goes back to my family tree that i created going back to the 1700s on both sides like when it comes to puerto rico Let's see, my grandfather left the island 
and basically, you know, had my dad and other kids. Okay. And as I was creating that creating that family tree on that side of family history, I had help from other people. It went from an English federal consensus report to a Spanish consensus report, which shows it, uh, that that uh, you know when Spain lost that war to the United States, you know it was a transition point. But the startup is basically understanding what is your purpose, what are your gifts, and what do you want to do with your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that because you have to find something to do besides, you know, delays, even though sometimes certain delays happen in life. Also have a mentor. Find something you want to do that's, you know, more fulfilling in your life. And if you're not satisfied with your job or career, maybe it's time to find a new one. Uh-huh. Even, even it involves hitting the restart button. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue to educate yourself by reading books. Continue to educate yourself by listening to certain motivational speakers on YouTube. I would suggest T.D. Jakes, Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas is a big one, yeah. And many others. And the most important thing is you have to take care of your health, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. When you take care of all those things, you'll really get to see who's gravitating towards you for the right reasons and the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And closing closing my social media handles for Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok is Ethan Poetic 23. That's E-T-H-A-N-P-O-E-T-I-C 23. My LinkedIn is still Ethan. Coming along. Okay. Ethan even, though okay. My legs, even though I just changed my last name to Poetic. And my Facebook handle has two different pages. Still Ethan Vaughn, E-T-H-A-N-V-A-U-G-H-N. Still waiting on Facebook to change it. But I have my other Facebook Poetic page. It's Ethan Poetic. I have over 3,000 likes or, or at least over 2,000 likes. Then my YouTube channel is Ethan Poetic. Yeah. And I think that was the website, ethanspeaks.com. Yes, ethanspeaks.com. You'll see a blueprint of where I look forward to going moving forward in life. But eventually, I'm going to put some updates on my website about my book and, of course, make a video. And then from there, it's time to do the marketing promoting. Wow. Yeah, we'll definitely, you know, use this podcast, try to expand your uh influence and uh, brand at the same time but ethan man those answers were very i don't know they were a lot different from i guess <laughs> what we're accustomed to here so it's it's been you know an absolute uh honor to just you know have this half hour to an hour with you and uh, uh i mean i think you're definitely shaping or changing people's lives or changing their mindsets and you know giving them the right guidance so Anyone who, you know, found this valuable, definitely give Ethan a follow and, uh, uh, you know, looking forward to whatever you got, else you got to come. I loved how you said, uh, I'm going to exceed expectations. And I mean, I think, you know, you're doing that every single time you're uh, doing something. So, man, it's been a pr- pleasure. Uh, we'd love to, you know, meet, meet up with you on the East Coast one day and, and definitely excited about everything you've uh, got going on. So, Ethan, it's been, you know, from start mindsets, it's, it's been it's been 100%, you know, one of the coolest things we've done here. So thank you so much again.